You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Ross on Y. To find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. Hello. Have you had anyone come to speak to you in a hoodie before? It's so nice and warm, that's right. Okay, so I'm going to talk about water from rock. A few Sundays ago, before church, I vaguely remember thinking about rock and water and the fact that they don't really mix with each other. And then two days later, Andrew read Deuteronomy 8, and that's the passage where God is exhorting the people of Israel to be obedient and to enter and possess the land and to remember how God was with them after they left Egypt and travelled through the wilderness. And the verse in that passage that struck me, because I've been thinking about rock and water, was Deuteronomy 8.15. It says, He led you through the great and terrible wilderness with its thirsty ground where there was no water. He brought water to you out of the hard rock. That's sometimes translated the rock of flint. Oh, that got me thinking. In the CLC, we are praying with others for revival for Herefordshire. We want people in Ross to find Jesus. I'm praying for a work of God in my village of Whitchurch. The problem is that we're coming up against hard rock. In this nation, there is resistance to God. People have no idea what real Christianity is. They do not know Jesus. They're getting on with their lives using their best efforts. And the mantras of the day are godless. Have you noticed? It's all about being yourself. You can do anything if you want to. I watched a movie the other day. And it was about um, a, a girl called Enola, who is the sister of Sherlock Holmes. Did you know that Sherlock Holmes had a sister? And it was quite a fun film. But the main premise of the film, and the premise is because Enola is alone backwards. So the, the film is called Enola. And the film says it's all about achieving everything by yourself, relying on yourself. No, God says man should not be alone. God is the Father, God the Father is in fellowship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, and we're made in his image. That's how we are to be. We are to be in fellowship with God and with other people. Church is God's wonderful idea for life, and it involves relationship and, dare I say it, dependency on God and on one another. We are lost without God, and we're not really being the people God called us to be if we are relying on self. We sang earlier, I noticed one of the songs, I Need You. And the world would say, well, you shouldn't need anybody or anything, but we need Jesus, because that's how we're made, to walk with Jesus. So the world sees things differently, and we are coming up against hard rock. But God brings water out of hard rock. If you don't remember anything else, good to just remember, God can do the impossible. God brings water out of hard rock. This encourages to keep praying for Herefordshire. 
Lord, bring water out of this hard rock. My understanding is when God moves, somebody has been praying. Do you want to see people saved in Ross? Keep praying, folks. There is another city praise meeting tonight in the cathedral. I went to the last one, and I can hardly wait for this one. As well as worshipping together, there's a theme of praying for Herefordshire. People shared about a sense of being pregnant, holding revival in our hearts, prayerfully waiting to give birth to a work of God in Herefordshire. When they shared that, it was a new, new idea to me, I have to say. But it hit me between the eyes because that explains how I've been feeling the last year. <laughs> There's something in me that is longing and holding and praying for God to work, for something to be birthed in this county. I live in a village, Whitchurch, and since landing there from London in 2021, I've experienced a strong yearning to see God work in my village, being pregnant for the work of God. But where to start? Where? Prayer is always the start. I asked God for one person as a starter, and God gave Naomi and I a lady called Margaret who lives close by, and Naomi and I pray with her every fortnight for our village. We're also developing relationships with Christians. I'm going to their communion service on Thursdays, and just seeing how God will work in our village. A few weeks ago, I just started to think about the villages in Herefordshire. And I mentioned this to Margaret when we were praying. And apparently Wikipedia says there are 240 villages in Herefordshire. So that struck me as quite a lot of villages for one county. And apparently 53% of people in Herefordshire live in rural areas in villages. So I was thinking, well, Lord, if you want to meet the people of Hereford, it's got to involve villages. And when I shared it with Margaret, she leapt in her seat and said that a few days ago she'd had a picture of a patchwork quilt of Herefordshire with villages all isolated, but that God wanted to sew them together. Lord, bring revival to the villages of Herefordshire. So I hope our daughter does quilting, and I've asked her to think about starting a patchwork quilt of the county. And my thought is that when I hear and know that there are two people, at least, praying for their village, we'll add a patch to the quilt. So come and pray in the cathedral tonight. Come and pray each evening this week for Ross. We're coming to pray about the building, but more important than that, we want to see God move in Ross, don't we? So, back to water and rock. Water in the Bible is life, the Holy Spirit. Water and rock don't mix. When water comes up against rock, it stops, or it goes round it, or over it, or under it, but it, it can't get through rock. Deuteronomy 15, the verse I quoted, he brought water for you out of hard rock. The land we live in is not responsive to the gospel. We're coming against rock, but God can do the impossible. Water out of rock. And I've been, I'm going to look at some passages in the Bible, quite a few passages about water out of rock. Exodus 17:6. In the desert, so this story is about the people in the desert. They've got no water and they are grumbling. 
They did a lot of that in the Old Testament, didn't they, the people of Israel. The Lord says, Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb, and you, to Moses, shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. God can bring water out of rock. Moses had a part to play in it, and so do we. He had to strike the rock. What does God want us to do to release water, to release life for loss? Pray and then act in faith and obedience. And then later on, in Numbers 28 to 12, the people of Israel have no water, and guess what? They're grumbling again. And this passage says, so just listen to this. The Lord said to Moses, take the staff, and you and your brother Aaron gather the assembly to speak. Sorry, gather the assembly together. Speak to that rock before their eyes, and it will pour out its water. So it's not striking this time. And then you will bring water out of the rock for the community so they and their livestock can drink. So Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence, just as he commanded him. He and Aaron gathered the assembly together, so far so good, in front of the rock, and Moses said to them, not so good now, listen, you rebels, must we bring you water out of this rock? Then Moses raised his arm, and worse, he struck the rock, even worse, twice with his staff. Water gushed out, and the community and their livestock drank. Moses was disobedient, but God graciously gave him water anyway. And there was a punishment for him. It says straight after that that Moses would not enter the promised land. Why was that? But he, Moses went beyond what God said. He should have spoken to the rock, but he struck it twice. He also railed at the people. and God didn't ask him to do that. So does that seem a harsh punishment just because of that? God said Moses wouldn't enter the land. What Moses did was spiritually quite significant in the error he'd made. Water was a foreshadowing of the Holy Spirit that the Lord had promised to all who believe. And the rock is Christ. Who is our rock? And Christ had to be struck, crucified, before the Spirit could be given. But after his death, we only needed to ask to receive the Holy Spirit. By striking the rock the second time, because Moses was obedient first time round, he had to strike the rock the first time and Jesus was struck, but only once. But the second time, Moses took it into his own hands to strike it again. And Moses was violating the lesson the Lord was trying to teach us. Jesus only had to die once for us to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. After that, all we have to do is ask to receive him. So this was more than a single act of disobedience on the part of Moses. Moses disrespected Jesus himself. And it was, in effect, a denial of the sufficiency of the Lord's death. So there was good reason why Moses could not enter the Promised Land. Here we are in Ross, facing the rock, but having the water of life, the Holy Spirit. Our God is a living God. He works in new ways. 
First up, Moses had to strike the rock, but not the second time. How will God work here in Ross? Pray for the keys. Seek God's face for his plan. So there are other passages, lots of them about water and rock, which is surprising because on the face of it, as I say, water and rock don't go together, but in God's economy, they do. Psalm 78, it says, He split the rocks in the wilderness, and God gave them abundant drink like the ocean depths. When that water comes, it's like an ocean. He brought forth streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. And then later in verse 20, Psalm 78, Behold, he struck the rock, so the waters gushed out. Streams were overflowing. This is what God does. He does the impossible. He takes water out of hard rocks, and it comes in a gush, overflowing. Saints, are we ready? Are we reaching out to God to take water out of the hard rock that is Ross? So how do we do it? We pray. God works when people pray. Then when he speaks, we need to be ready to go. Water speaks of life. Jesus has made everything possible for us to enjoy risen life. Everything is in place because of the cross. He breathes life through the Holy Spirit and into the church. Jesus in his church is life. Let's embrace life for all it's worth. Then the impossible becomes possible for the people around us. Matthew says, with men, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. Water out of rock is impossible, but it happened. Pray for water out of rock in our day in Ross. And in Psalm 105, it says, he opened the rock and water flowed from it. It ran in the dry places. Isn't that lovely? The water ran in dry places like a river. Yes, Lord, we want to see the life of God flowing in dry places. We see dryness all around us. Ross needs Jesus. But God can bring water even out of rock. So how do we do it? I've got three things as to how we see a work of God. One, pray. Pray first, pray middle, and pray last. Take every opportunity, pray. Recently, I've really enjoyed windy nights. We've had some windy nights of late. And when the wind has sort of caused me to stir in my sleep, I've quite enjoyed that because then I've thought, low, Holy Spirit, low. And then sometimes I wake up in the morning and I can see down into Whitchurch in the valley and there's a mist. And when I see that, I think, Lord, Clear away that fog of confusion over which church that they may see Jesus. So we pray, pray and listen. How will God lead? What are the keys? Lord, give us scripture to pray out and to build our faith. Let's pray together. So how do we reach out for God to work? First, pray. Secondly, read, read. At Connect Group on Wednesday, I mentioned a verse that, um, no, Tuesday, hit me between the eyes. In Mark 6, you know the story about 
uh, feeding the 5,000. It's getting late. They're in a remote location, so the disciples say, send them away to find food. But Jesus says two surprising things. One, you give them something to eat. And two, says he broke the loaves a little bit later, and then he gave them to the disciples to distribute to the people. That speaks to me. We, the church, need to be ready with food, with bread. Are we feeding on the word ourselves daily? Do we have rich fare to give people? You give, me, give them something to eat. You give them something to eat, Jesus said. You distribute the bread to the people. Is our quality of life in God so rich that we are ready, we're in a good place to feed people? Or are we unprepared? Our church, sadly, over the years, I think has been unprepared in so many ways. Two chapters later, in Mark 8, there is a very sad and telling statement. It says, I mean, they've moved on and other things are happening, but it says the disciples had forgotten to bring bread. You never noticed that before, you notice that. <laughs> it does, so you check it out, Karis. 8 verse 14, it says, the disciples had forgotten to bring bread. We need to be awake to his word. Are we careless? Do we take care, on the other hand, to ensure that we are receiving his daily bread and feeding on the, on the word of God? You give, give them something to eat. Are we in a place where we're ready to give people and loss something to eat? How do we reach for the word of, work of God when we, we want to see God work? Pray, receive the bread of life. And thirdly, stay hydrated. I have been thinking about the potter and the clay. This is a theme mentioned many times in the Bible. It's a message in itself, and I'm not going to preach it today, but just to touch on it. God the potter wants to mould us and fashion us, to make us useful in his hand. Clay is a basic substance, really, but very useful. Apparently, one half to two-thirds of the homes in all the world, the houses in all the world, are made of clay. So it's a very useful, useful thing. But once the clay goes dry, the potter can do no more with it. The clay needs to stay wet, moist, hydrated. When the clay is moist, it is usable malleable. Water, as we've said, water is life, isn't it? The Holy Spirit. We need to stay hydrated. We need to continue to receive the water of life into our lives. God is calling us to be a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. That's from John 4, the <coughs> woman at the well. We're to be a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. Hence, the poem I put on WhatsApp, if you saw my WhatsApp in the week. And the poem is this. God is the potter. We are the clay. Don't go to pot till your dying day. What does that mean? So that was a ditty which I invented with Hope's help in a cafe in Monmouth a week or so ago. But don't worry, I won't give up the day job. 
God is making a beautiful pot that is you and me. But the potter cannot continue his work if we go dry. We must remain hydrated. God is the potter and we are the clay. Don't go to pot till your dying day. If we go to pot, it's a little expression, isn't it? Going to pot means everything's gone wrong. We're not to do that. But don't, if we go to pot and run dry now, God can do no more with us. Stay hydrated all your days. Continue to receive the life of God in the Holy Spirit. Then, when we breathe our last breath, the pot is complete, the work is finished. You may be in your 20s. If so, you have many years to be usable and useful in the hands of your Heavenly Father. But stay hydrated. Go on receiving life day by day in the Holy Spirit. Or are we getting a little older? Don't go dry yet. Stay spiritually alive, moldable, ready to be changed, ready for go. So in summary, I believe, I believe that the leaves are rustling. God is at work. We may be up against hard rock, but God is the one who brings water out of hard rock. And our response is threefold. Pray. Pray that the rustling leaves will be the herald of revival for Ross or Herefordshire. Pray at home. Take every opportunity to pray together. Secondly, bread. Feed on the word. Take up the challenge of Jesus. Give them something to eat. On the day of opportunity, don't be the one who's left your bread behind. Give them something to eat. Have something to give them to eat. On the day of opportunity, don't be the one who's left your bread behind. And thirdly, stay hydrated. Go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. God is the potter and we are the clay. Don't go to pot till your dying day. Lord, we thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the pictures you give us. The potter and the clay and water out of rock. And thank you, you speak different words at different times. And we just lay these words before you. And we do want to see people in Ross find Jesus. And Lord, that's what we're reaching for and longing for. Thank you, Lord. We want you to build your church and to carry on your ongoing work in our lives that we may stay hydrated.